Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mixed Tag. It's your man, Jared Watson, here. I'm alongside the wrestling encyclopedia himself and the three-time, three-time, three-time Indian leg wrestling champion, Mr. Keith White. Keith, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, man. Just uh, struggling with another day, another Nia Jax injured opponent. She did it again. We can uh, talk about that another week, but good Lord, man. Uh, it's time to future endeavor her. This is ridiculous. They're going to ruin the roster. It's going to be like AEW's female roster if they're not careful. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a terrible thing. Uh, you know, Lana's been going through many tables uh, also from Nia Jax. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh got to fix that. we got to fix that. But, uh, Keith, uh, we got a special guest uh, for the first half of our show today. You know him from Ringside Rant. It's RJ. RJ, how you doing, man? How's it going? Hey, can I get a number two with cheese and a Dr. Pep? Oh, sorry, sorry, wrong, wrong, wrong show, sorry. Um, no, guys, what's up? How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're awesome. good, man. We're good, man. Thanks for coming on, man. You know, we wanted to get you on for a little while now, but uh, we got a lot of things to talk about with you, so thanks for coming on. Well, I, I appreciate it, and, uh, you know, we're going to take a, you know, peek behind the whole kayfabe, drop the kayfabe for now, and enjoy each other's company as much as uh it pains me, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll save it for a future day, right? Exactly. Exactly. Full on heel. Full on heel. Well, Full I, on I, heel. I, I can call Cam up. I'm sure, we're, you know, we can have another run in besides the one we have over there now. So. Hey, he's the true number one heel of the show. He's our resident heel. He's the Floridian villain for a reason. So, uh, RJ, again, it's awesome that you're here. So why don't we get into it, guys? Let's get into our opening contest. All right, guys. So we're going to start the show off a little differently. We'll get into your AEW Dynamite recap, but we we brought RJ on here for one reason, and that's to talk about his conversion to <laughs> AEW, man, over the past weekend with AEW full gear. So I'm just going to hand it over to you, RJ. What do you think about the pay-per-view, man? You know, I, I didn't really have a lot of expectations going into it, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I try to leave an open mind as much as uh, as much as some people will, uh, will admit, but... Um, honestly, it really surprised me. Honestly, I could have done, you know, I could have done without the women's match, but it did tell a story as little as it may have done. Um, you know, you get that nine rose, that movable object, that beast that she is. Um, and then you, and then you have, uh, Sheeta. it's like, it's, I'm surprised that she did win and retain. Um, but I just think that there's a lot of unfinished business with herself and Thunder Rosa. Uh, I've, you guys know, I've always been a huge component and a huge fan of Thunder Rosa going back to when she was officially, I guess she still is under contract with the NWA. Um, and you know, I, I said it since day one is the NWA, you know, produced Thunder Rosa. She, they produced uh, Allison K, who we saw at this pay-per-view too. I'm sure we'll get into that um, later on. But um, just great talent regardless, you know. And I go back and forth with a lot of people about the NWA. And like I said, we'll leave that for another time. But um, AEW, you know, I am partial to them. And you guys know that. Um, I'm a lifelong WWE fan. I'll, I'll admit that. I still watch a product. I won't rot. Honestly, I won't watch Raw as much as some people. I'll watch SmackDown because I like the SmackDown product. I will admit that. Um, and I'll watch NXT back. But, you know, Wednesday night for me is AEW just because one year ago, 
this week, last week, I was in Baltimore for Full Gear, Full Gear last year. And I worked StarCast, and I got to meet a couple of the AEW uh, talent. Excuse me. Um, I met uh, Ref uh, Aubrey Edwards as well. Couldn't be the nicest people. You know what I mean? And that, to me, and I've told you guys this, is uh, AEW makes you feel like your opinion matters, like your fandom matters. Um, WWE, at times, have express that but i think at the end of the day for them it's all about you know popping those ratings it's all about uh the bottom line and i get that it's business business is business but at the end of the day if your fans aren't showing up and you know you can just look at the raw ratings for that um but overall i thoroughly enjoyed it and i'm sure we'll get into the gradings later on and i promise you it's not going to be a c plus (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I had to end on that to get you guys to pop a little bit oh, Man, yeah. oh, like yeah. i don't know if you caught the uh the full gear preview but i was like i was like rj already has it as a hot deep minus he hasn't even seen the show yet <laughs> believe it so, or not I, I believe it honestly believe it or not i didn't really like i said i didn't really have a lot of expectations going into it and better use of words it probably was about a d going into it um just because of the build, you know, you didn't have a lot of the build for a lot of some of these matches, and it's like, okay, it's tough sometimes, especially now. It, it felt thrown together, didn't it? A lot of it. A lot of it did, yeah, yeah, because it's it's basically throwing it against the wall and seeing if it's going to stick, and you know that uh, that type of booking sort of kind of not really worked for WWE. So, yeah, yeah, I think you're right, RJ. But uh, let's get into a little bit of these matches. Uh, I just. We're not going to go over the whole card, but uh, just talk about a few. The biggest surprise of the night for me, and I think a lot of others, is uh, the TNT Championship match uh, with Darby Allen uh, beating Cody, uh, now Cody Rhodes, I should say, uh, for the TNT title and getting his first big championship in AEW. Keith, just go over a little bit of that uh, for us really quick. Yeah, man. I, you know, I, I, I didn't exactly have an opinion about it ahead of time. I wasn't a big fan of it. I wanted Cody retained, by the way. Uh, you hear the sounds of Nate the Great joining us again on another episode of Mixed Tag. Um, I don't know where they're going. I don't know where the build is um, because he is so different, like you said. I mean, it's kind of like, I hate to compare, but very much like a Jeff Hardy. But we don't have the fan base to 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 give us the indication that he needs to be the guy. You know, WWE fans gave us the indication that Jeff Hardy was their guy. I like Darby Allen a lot. I just didn't know with the way they presented him this year that he was going to be the TNT champion so soon. I really expected Cody to retain. I expected somebody else to take that from him. So it was shock value. There was definitely shock value. Um, I still don't know where they're going to go besides, you know, I guess adding team tasks to the mix. We'll talk about that later, but it just, I don't know. I, to me, it fell flat. I, that's all I can say. Yeah, RJ, I want to get your opinion on this, too, because a lot of people on Twitter, you know, celebrating this because, you know, they've been wanting Darby to hold the title for a long time. So give us your thoughts. Well, if you can see over my left shoulder or excuse me, my right shoulder, your left, you can see a little Cody Rhodes action figure and then the uh, icon himself, La Champion, Chris Jericho. Anyways, beside the point, I just wanted to randomly point that out. But um, this match surprised me. I liked it, believe it or not simply because I thought they would have given Darby a title earlier. 
because you want to strike while the iron's hot. Um, I, you know, and I, I'll be the first to admit, I did not get Darby Allen. I did not get the signing of Darby Allen when AEW started. Um, and I'll admit, I wasn't a huge fan of his. But now I, I, I've seen the light, pun intended. Um, and uh, I just want to see where they go with this because they're trying to do the whole, okay, he's smaller than everybody else. Cody's the face of the company. This is the anti-face of the company. We've seen it in WWE before. I want to see what they're going to do with it, with what they are going to do it as an AEW because WWE, you know, you know, basically screwed the pooch on that. Um, this whole thing with team Taz. Um, I'm a big fan of team Taz. I really am. Um, I, my, as soon as that happened, my mind quickly went to how I would book it. How I would book it is have Darby Allen join team Taz, make it a four, four, or excuse me. Well, well, I'll, I'll count Taz a four man faction. <laughs> Strictly for the fact of they're beating them down, beating them down, beating them down just to build them up. Um, Darby Allen's never been a heel. He's always been that baby face. And you can go all the way back to the independent days when he's, you know, he's wrestling out of Defy out of the West Coast. Um, you can go, I'm sure you can throw him in the Google machine. You can throw him in YouTube and see him some of his stuff. But this match was a pleasant surprise. I will leave it at that. Um, where Cody goes with this. He's Cody. He's Cody Rhodes now. <laughs> he, he can start all over now. Right, right, exactly. It's going to be interesting to see where both these guys uh, head, uh, you know, for their next direction in the company. But uh, you know, you know, Keith and I did a, a full gear preview show uh, before the big night on Saturday, and you know, we listed our predictions and whatnot, and we predicted a lot of the matches correctly. We just, you know, saw things uh, how they were going to work, like you know, Kenny Omega beating Hangman Page to go face Moxley and Moxley retaining uh, in the main event against Eddie Kingston. Really quickly, RJ, what do you think about the main event, uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley in that uh, I Quit match? Um, I have put rubbing alcohol not on purpose <laughs> on open wounds before, so I know what <laughs> that feels like. Um, I don't how, know how what happened to Mox, really, <laughs> how that really feels. Um, I saw Eddie Kingston when I first got into independent wrestling when I was growing up in Buffalo. He was a mainstay in the Northeast and still is to this day. So I was rooting for him, trying to get, you know, hopefully get the strap on him. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, they're not going to do it. They're going to want to get Kenny and Mox one more time to get the belt on Mox, or excuse me, the belt on Kenny because, you know, Get Mox with somebody else. You know, Mox, you know, he's been that running rap shot all over AEW. I think we're going to see him, once stuff opens up, we're going to see him in Japan. But anyways, the main event, I thought, you know, you know, came up flat a little bit because, and I forgot who I was talking to about this, but I'm like, I would have booked it like they somebody passes out. He doesn't say I quit. Because the only problem I had with this match 
is you're building Kingston up. You're building him up and building him up as this no-die attitude. And you have him say, I quit. doesn't right. make sense. Right. And know, he that's, even, that's like WWE booking. <laughs> yeah, especially because Kingston even said, he's like, he's like, you're going to have to kill me. You know, well, apparently you're not. So apparently, now what yeah. do you do? Yeah, now what do you do with him? So, you know, you either got to turn him into like a, you know, a chicken shit heel, you know, who says, well, I, I quit to preserve myself. You almost have to Chris Jericho him. That doesn't fit his character. So I don't understand. I don't understand the rationale between, I don't know. I didn't get that part. I'm, yeah. I agree. I agree with you. I, yeah, I think so too, though, because the whole point uh, when Mox and, and Kingston faced each other on Dynamite before, Kingston didn't quit. He, he, he passed out. You know, that was the whole point of the I quit match. Uh, but, you know, maybe they could have done something with like a Stone Cold where he passes out and, you know, I don't know how the match would end. But, uh, yeah, it's just I hate to see that for Kingston because I realistically couldn't see either one of those guys say I quit. Um, I especially didn't think Moxley would say I quit. Uh, and, you know, obviously that didn't happen. So, or, or you can even have somebody do a run in, you know, get some sort of person from Mox's past. It doesn't even have to be, um, you know, somebody on the roster now, you know, get, you know, because from the WWE, you know, we saw, you know, we'll probably get ahead of this, but we saw Pac come back, get him to come back and mess up him or have Archer screw Mo or Mox. You had that whole feud with him and uh, Archer and, uh, and Mox in Japan, get that going again. Have him screw him over. You know what I mean? Have him physically knock Kingston out. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I get that they want to tell the story. I get that. But I don't like the way that they did it. That's, that's me, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Sure. Yeah. I, I kind of like how, you know, going off the I quit thing, I kind of like how WWE did that at Hell in the Cell, where Roman was choking out Jay. Jay's brother Jimmy in the ring, and that's what made him say I quit. It wasn't the physicality and the pain; he, it was the emotion, you know, with his brother getting attacked, and he's not, you know, you know, he's not cleared to be in the ring. So I think that's a, that's a good point. That is the perfect booking because that saves that saves him. That saves everybody involved, right? That makes everyone still be strong. It's the perfect booking there. Mm -hmm. Right, right, and uh, so yeah, we're we're gonna see uh, Kenny Omega take on John Moxley on December second edition of AEW Dynamite for the World's Championship. Uh, so, RJ, before we move on to the actual episode of Dynamite this week, give us your final thoughts and grade for the Full Gear pay-per-view. It's, uh, it's going to rhyme with D, but it's not going to be a D. I'm going to say I'm going to say a B-. minus. I'm a very harsh critic, as you guys know. <laughs> um, I very rarely give anybody a straight-up B, B+, plus, A, A-, whatever the case may be. If there's any type of flaw, any type of issue that I have, that's where the minus comes out. Um, but for me, it was going to be a B minus just because for the overall, I like the whole pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it too. I liked it too. Uh, Keith, final grade for Full Gear? Uh, I gave it a, a B. Uh, made a B plus. Uh, B for burp, which is about really what's happening. So. Let me go ahead and mic this mute, uh, mute this mic real quick, so you guys, <laughs> isn't that right, buddy? For uh, for our tag gang who is listening to this episode, if you didn't know, Nate the Great is here with us, and uh, it's feeding time at the White Household. Um, anyway, uh, I gave uh, Full Gear twenty twenty. Uh, I gave it a B plus. Um, it's it takes a lot, like like RJ said, for me to give an A for a pay per view. 
Um, Hell in the Cell was close. I gave that a B plus too. Um, but uh, yeah, it was overall a good show. I'm happy uh, with the result. Um, the next pay-per-view for AEW isn't until February, by the way. Um, you know, earlier this year, we had WWE going back-to-back weekends with the pay-per-view. So interesting stuff there. They're keeping the pay-per-view special, which I like. Well, uh, no, and, I, and I think with that too, why it's so, back to, so far back to February is you also have to think about um, the time of the year too. You get Thanksgiving, you get Christmas, you get New Year's. People aren't going to have 50 bucks to plunk down to or not wanting to i'm i'm sure pe- some people will don't get me wrong but a lot of people are going to spend that on something else so i think at the end of the day business wise marketing wise it's a smart idea to put it back to february yeah i agree i agree with you uh, yeah the, not many people are going to have the extra you know expenses to, to pay that 50 60 dollar pay-per-view um during that time of year so you're, you got a good point um yeah i agree um but guys let's move on to the actual episode of AEW Dynamite. This is normally how we start every show. We do our Dynamite recap. I'm not this time. I'm not going to read every match off like I normally do. I'm going to go straight into the good band, the Dynamites, and RJ. If you want, you can do this with us. Um, sure. uh, we didn't give you this on the. We're going to give you this on the spot, but I know you, and I know you have some opinions on it. But um, Keith, I'm going to go with you first. Give us your good band, Dynamite. Man. Uh, you- Jared, t- this week I'm I'm cranky, I'm crotchety. Um, I, I I don't even know. I don't. There we go. You heard that burp? That's kind of how I felt last night. A little bit bleh, bleh, with that show because it was it was not that good, man. Uh, it was. I kind of got done like a little mad at myself, you know. To uh, you know, you know, thinking to myself like, what did I just do? What time did I just waste? Valuable time. So I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and just say that my good uh, was the consistency of the announced team. Uh, I crack up that every week, you know, you hear JR get excited about picture in picture. Uh, my bad uh, was most of the show. Um, and, you know, it's just a shame because there's so much, so many holes this week. Uh, I didn't like Eddie Kingston's promo. I really didn't like um, how they ended the, the angle with Phoenix and, Penta, and I really didn't like how far they went with the mask ripping because you pretty much took away the whole mask and got to see most of the face. It just seemed everything seemed sloppy. Um, and my dynamite is uh, is that we get to talk about today with RJ. That's my dynamite because I really did not like that show yesterday. So those are my three things. I don't have much to say about this episode because I was really upset, Jared. I, you know me, I love AEW, so I, I don't want to say too many bad things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I know it's a, it's a rarity to have us disappointed in the show. And I agree with you, Keith. I was a little disappointed myself. And, and the only reason I could think of why they did what they did was because of the pay-per-view, right? You're giving your big guys a break. You didn't see Kenny Omega wrestle. You didn't see Hangman Page. You didn't see Moxley wrestle. They did promos, but they didn't go in the ring. Eddie Kingston didn't wrestle. So, uh, I, but I, nevertheless, I have a good band dynamite for the tag gang. Uh, my good this week was Brandy Rhodes going full-on diva uh, to this uh, new girl. I forget her name, but uh, I think it's Jade Cargill uh, who came uh, introduced yeah, herself. Jacked. She was jacked. Yeah, yeah, she was. Uh, they had her and Cody had a promo, but I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Brandy pretty much told her, if you mess with my man, you're going to get me. And she went full-on, called it Ratchet. Uh, it was it was awesome uh, to see from Brandy because you don't see that from Brandy Rhodes half the time. So. Uh, 
that was my good. My bad was obviously the whole promo with Cody and Jade, you know, and, and it talking about Shaq uh, is coming. We don't know if that's going to happen with Cody and Shaq. I hope it doesn't because that's such a WWE move. Um, and RJ will talk about that in a little bit. But uh, that was my bad. My dynamite for this week was actually the bunkhouse match uh, between uh, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall and the Butcher and the Blade. thought it was pretty cool. You know, we got to see some blood. Uh, uh, Dustin bulldogged Butcher into a big bunch of boxes or something. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was my dynamite. It, it was kind of hard to pick. You know, a dynamite for this week, like you said, Keith. So, Jared, some blood, some blood. That was a ton of blood. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, the, the the blade really showed. I mean, he was wearing a fa- face full of red, a crimson uh, mask, man. Woo. Yeah, exactly. Fit his he name we- pretty well. He's wearing two crimson masks. That was enough blood for two people, right? Um, yeah, and hi, buddy. Um, I, I, you know what? And I I, I want to change my dynamite uh, to the fact that we are going to have. Uh, the title match on December 2nd on TV for free and not have to pay for it because I think that's going to be fantastic. And we're going to get to see history on December 2nd when Kenny Omega does win that title. And that's going to that's gonna change the title, by the way. That's going to change what that title means. God bless Moxley. But if Kenny Omega and his wrestling ability and his pedigree, you know, it's like a Shawn Michaels. It's like a Ric Flair. Like the dude just can work. It's a, it's a Daniel Bryan. I mean, the guy is, and it's AJ Styles. This guy is in is in that class of worker that it's going to change how the belt is viewed. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, Keith, uh, in the previous episode, Moxley doesn't need to hold the title to be Moxley. I mean, he's got that mojo about him. But RJ, uh, wrap us up here. Do you have a good, bad, and dumb, or you could just give us your thoughts on the whole episode? Oh, I'll, po- I'll probably just play off of what you guys said because a lot of what i was going to say you guys already said so the good for me this week was two things was the commentary going back and forth between eddie kingston and tony Schiavone, which is absolutely gold in my eyes um and the whole brandy thing i never was completely sold on her as anything to do in ring talent wise you know, I dug what she does outside as far as, you know, uh, uh, as as a business person, as a businesswoman. Um, she's, you know, breaking barriers all across just in, in that aspect. And I could, I commend her for that. But I never saw her come out of her shell like this. Um, the bad, ugh, just the mention of Shaq. Just the mention of Shaq just made my skin... And it's nothing against him. I'm just like you, like you said, it was totally what something WWE would do. Um, and the second is the uh, whole blade job with the blade. Um, it, I was surprised, and I tweeted this out. Um, is I'm surprised TNT allowed that to happen. All that violent in the first hour. I'm like, I get it if it's like the second hour going up to ten. Fine, I get it. But I'm like. Not uh, not the best option for that, um, but also something that you guys didn't mention as far as good is the bunny going through a table. Holy mother of God. I've met her a couple of times because she's local up here because uh, the blade in, is from Buffalo. So I've met them a few times. And I'm like, man, that, that takes some, you know, monkey, or mon- excuse me, bunny, bunny, uh, you know what, um, try to keep it... Uh, Try to keep it PG for all those PG fans out there. Oh man, you're you're good. We, we, 
We keep an attitude there on this show, kid. <laughs> all right, oh, all right fine. In that case, bunny balls to there go through go. that table. Um, and then the dynamite is this build with Nate's, Nate's offended. <laughs> there, there you go, earmuffs. Um, is this build with that they have with Mox and, and and Kenny, as well as this build that they have with Eddie and Pac? Um, because you finally see Pac back in uh, in the company, you know, coming back from obviously overseas with this whole virus that we have going on worldwide. Nobody can go anywhere, and officially he can come back. So I think they're building to something with that. So you know, it wasn't obviously was it the best show that they've done? No. Not by a long shot, but as a whole, it was pretty. It was decent. It's not you know land or <laughs> you know mind mind blowing kind of a show, but you know it is what it is. You take it for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but uh, Tony Khan, you know, kind of tweeted out something before the show, like the balance of power of the wrestling world was going to get shifted for this night, and I didn't see it. Uh, I didn't see it either. I don't. I but I but like I said, I don't know. You know what he was referring to? There was it Pac coming back. Sure. I, was it Kingston doing another great promo? Who knows? I. I. You know. You to get AEW over more, they gotta have that land shattering movement. You know what I mean? And. I really thought that they would have. That was the keyword that uh, Brody Lee's coming back. That's what I thought it was going to be. Okay. Obviously, that was not the case. So maybe they're you know building to something else with that. Who knows? See, for me, like the way I look at AW is since you're on TNT and they've already given you a certain amount of years, I would like to see them just stay consistent and eventually you know you'll build. You, you can make that splash occasionally, but. You know, if you're consistent, people will start to flip. And so, you know, Tony Tony was writing those big checks that he couldn't cash last night with that kind of talk. Nate is really upset about Tony Khan, by the way. He, I mean, he was trying he was trying to uh, tweet on, uh, you know, on on ABC Mouse, and I was like, dude, you gotta chill out. You know, uh, you know, you gotta you gotta relax yourself with your social media. So, yeah, I know, buddy. It- it's all right, Nate. We, we all kind of feel the same way about this week. Uh, but that was Dynamite. That was Full Gear. What a week for AEW. Uh, some good, some bad, but, you know, that's it's wrestling for you. Um, but right after this break, Keith and I are going to be coming back, and we're going to be talking about The Undertaker. Uh, you know, it's his 30-year anniversary uh, in wrestling, you know, debuting in Survivor Series 1990. We're also going to talk about the AEW video game, but we want to thank RJ for coming on this show for the first time in our history. And we'd love to have you back, RJ. You're a good friend of ours, so thank you. Yeah, as much as you and I butt hedge a lot of the time, Jared, you know, and by the lot of the time, a lot of the time, I mean every time. Um, you know, you guys are. I really dig what you guys are doing. You know, I, I've talked to Keith on a regular basis about it. You guys are really hitting that stride, and hopefully. Um, you know, love to come back if you'd had me again in the future. And hopefully, hopefully next time I can have my undisputed tag team partner, as you call him, the Floridian heel himself, Mr. Cam Manning, back on. And we can actually, uh, you know, you know, drop that uh, bionic elbow on you guys. What a tag team match <laughs> that would be. Oh, my gosh. Uh, two of the best. 
Cam, and of course, RJ. If you want to check out his show, Ringside Brand, you can do that as well. RJ, thanks so much, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. What's up, everybody? This is Adam Rake of NFL Fantasy Live. This is MLW superstar, the bone collector, Dominic Greeny. And you are listening. You are listening. You are listening to Mixed Tag. Mixed Tag. To Mixed Tag, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the world. Don't miss this. This is the real deal. What's up, everybody? It's your Pope. Elijah Burke, a.k.a. the NWA World's Television Champion, and you are listening to Mixed Tag with my boys, Jared and Keith. Be sure to stay tuned for what's coming up next. All right, everybody, welcome back to Mixed Tag. Thanks again to RJ for coming on and uh, being with us for the first half of the show, but we got a big... A big second half for the tag gang, starting with Undertaker Month. That's right, it's Undertaker Month. 30 years in the business, uh, coming up on November 22nd. And of course, on that date, we will have the Survivor Series pay-per-view. Exactly on the same day, Undertaker debuted at Survivor Series in 1990. Man, Keith, I I remember it like it was yesterday, even though I wasn't born yet until 10 years afterward. you know, Undertaker, this big giant guy coming out with uh, Brother Love, man, it was it. Undertaker made a big splash in the company right away. He really did, man. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's pretty crazy. In fact, uh, Jared, real quick, let's take a listen to his debut. You got to hear Rowdy Roddy Piper. Weighing in at three hundred and twenty pounds from Death Valley, I give you the Undertaker. <laughs> Man, the reaction, <laughs> you couldn't get much much more real than that. It was awesome uh, to see because fan, fans were just blown away by this. the look of this guy. Just he, he was so different from everybody else at the time. He was so intimidating. I mean, at first he was kind of uh, more, more, what's the word? He was conservative. He would choke, do a big boot, maybe a clothesline, but he was just intimidating to say the and least he, and he would not get off his feet and he was supposed to be slow and plodding and, and dead yeah. so you know the style the style of ring work didn't really match up to what we know now like the reason that everyone is so uh you know enamored with him is because everything evolved and changed yeah yeah you're right um and you know the first time he you know sat up 
uh, after getting hit on hit to the ground, it's this guy's, you can't beat him. Uh, no matter who he faces, you, you just can't beat him because the, you know, the, the thing was he was dead and you couldn't beat somebody who was already dead. You couldn't kill somebody who's already dead. Um, but anyways, uh, November's Undertaker Month's WWE Network is putting a plethora of Undertaker material on there for us to watch. Um, Keith and I have started watching the Paul Bear uh, story about, about an hour uh, documentary uh, on the life of Bill Moody. Um, to say the least, Bill Moody loved what he did. I mean, he loved professional wrestling. And you know what the funny thing was? He got to do his two dream jobs. He was a funeral director and he was a professional uh, wrestling manager i mean you couldn't get much better than that and the gimmick played with that he lived a full life man and a cool a really cool life and, and you and nate nate like got to see him the other day and he was like wait a second what because nate's really into like right now the like the, the black and white contrasts so you know like the the, the clothes the eyes the pale skin it, you know he's definitely a, a paul bearer fan um jared it's also kind of interesting because you know that man lived a life on the road right and uh you know it's it's only a shame that that he didn't have restaurant.com when he was going through the territories because he could have saved a ton of money with, you know, the hotels and then eating out. Cause you know, the wrestlers had to do that back then. And today's episode is brought to you by restaurant.com with restaurant.com. You can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to a hundred dollars, never expire and cost you a fraction of the face value. McFoley would love that back in the day. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurant.com. Use it for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com slash podcast. That's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase. Restaurant.com, the best deal every meal. Can you imagine what wrestlers would do for Restaurant.com back in the 90s? In oh the 80s, it, it, it it's been a lifesaver. That's what it would have been. Absolutely. You would have had guys that actually might have saved their money, or you might have had some guys that might have used it on, on more drugs, yeah. <laughs> more alcohol. Exactly. So maybe, maybe it wasn't good for some, but like, you know, for, for tight wads, for cheap asses like Mankind and, uh, and, and others, it would have been a lifesaver for sure. He would have dug it. Definitely. So thank you again to restaurant.com for sponsoring this episode. All right, Keith. Don't forget, Tag Gang, to check out Undertaker, all the material they put on there on WWE Network. And he will make an appearance in Survivor Series on November 22nd, by the way, to say his final farewell. Um, and about time. <laughs> about Jared, time. Jared, I really hope they don't screw it up. I really hope it's done well. Uh, it kind of scares me um, what, they, what they might do. Uh, Savio Vega got mentioned that he's going to come back. Yeah, yeah. So so. Maybe they're just going to line people up who he's worked with because – Savio was part of this group called BSK, which is like the click, like it was the opposite version of the click. So who knows what they're going to do, but I really hope that they don't screw this up. Yeah. I really hope that it's more like Ric Flair's retirement mm -hmm. ceremony, um, you know, and less like some sort of weird cash grab or extra angle. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, reported Savio Vegas there. Godfather's there. I wouldn't be surprised if Kane showed up. Um, maybe Ric Flair. Awesome stuff. I can't wait to see that. Uh, so Undertaker, congrats again. We already did this before, but congrats on 30 years in the business. Hopefully they do you a proper farewell. We never know. But uh, Keith, moving on to the next topic. Man, we, we, got, a, we got the AEW video game first look. And uh, Tag Gang, to be honest, Keith and I weren't impressed. Um, they did, you know, the, the big uh, reveal uh, on YouTube Live. 
Uh, Kenny Omega was there, Britt Baker, Aubrey Edwards, and Cody. Uh, there's three different games, Keith. Two for your mobile device, you know, your Androids and your Apples. And then a console game, a next-gen game. And, you know, the next-gen game to us didn't look great. Uh, give us some quick thoughts on that, Keith. And the mobile games can be arcade because, you know, we don't expect things out of the mobile games, although you can do, you know, console style games a little bit, but they do have their limitations. And I get that. Maybe you do one arcade, strictly arcade, goofy. Maybe you have one that's kind of your moderate on the other mobile game, but that console game needs to be top notch, needs to have the most fantastic graphics, needs to have some story modes, needs to have, you know, usable um easy to, to, to manage gameplay where you can hit all the moves of your favorite stars. Um, for me, old school dude, when WCW NWO Revenge came out um, back in the day on Super, on uh, Nintendo 64, Game Changer. And then WWF No Mercy came out, Double Game Changer. You could put guys through tables. Um, you know, you could go up on a ladder and dive and, and put guys through the announce table. And then, of course, we've talked before on the show about, you know, your SmackDown games, Here Comes the Pain, and your Raw versus SmackDown. Wrestling fans are clamoring for that kind of game. And I think the AEW fans are definitely clamoring for a realistic, solid game. And so don't make this like ECW's video games where they come out, you know, and it's a wet fart in church. Don't do that. Like, come out swinging and come out giving us the best possible game. Yeah. And you know what, Keith? The game... It's getting a lot of comparison to No Mercy, uh, just by the way it looks in the in the feel of what we're getting so far. Well, but, I'm okay with I'm okay with that if it in the spirit of that because that game was fantastic. That game still holds up today. So if they're doing that and they're paying homage to that, fine. But but I'm scared, just like you are. I'm cautiously optimistic. Right, and, and you know, Keith, I I don't know if you know this, but when I when I play a video game, I want it to be as real looking as possible. Graphics are huge for me. And what I saw in the reveal, if you have the tagging, if you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube, you can go watch it. Uh, the trailer's out for the console game. It just looks cartoony. It, it almost reminds me of WWE All-Stars uh, when that came out and the, the you know, the new uh, Battleground game, um, WWE Battlegrounds. But, you know, that one was really cartoony. This one isn't as cartoony, but you know what I mean. It's, it's not a 2K. It's not a SmackDown versus Raw looking game. Not to be confused with the Battleground podcast, which is a superior product to the uh, the Battleground arcade game. No one wants that, but everyone likes to enjoy the Battleground podcast. Cheap plug. <laughs> Absolutely. We got to get Battle in there. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, go ahead and check out Battleground podcast. But yeah, um, there's there's three games, Keith. There's the console game. Then you have a GM simulator game uh, on your mobile device. And then you have an actual casino-based game, double or nothing game with you know you play cards and you can download you know different characters in it and uh i i you know i'm, I'm probably going to try each game to see how it plays out uh you know depending on the price and whatnot you know for the mobile games we don't know if that's going to be free or not but hopefully it is uh, yeah but to say the least i'm kind of disappointed keith's a little disappointed um just a, a quick note before we move on uh, the console game uh that is being made by former 2K uh, creators, Ukes, uh, and I, th I believe the same company that helped produce No Mercy, and I think that's why they're getting a lot of comparisons in that. Um, 
So the AEW game doesn't have a name yet. Uh, it's still in development. They wanted to stress that in the live stream. It's still in development. It's not complete yet. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be worth a, a, to take a look at it. You know, we'll see how it plays out. It's the first video game AEW's ever had, obviously. So uh, we'll see how it looks. Hopefully, it's good. Wish nothing but the best for that. Uh, but Keith, it's about time to wrap up the show. But before we do. We have to mention that this uh, week, this past Wednesday, was Veterans Day, right? A day where we celebrate uh, all the people who have served uh, our great country. And, you know, we have to mention some of the wrestlers who have served in our, in our U.S. Uh, armed forces. You know, we have some people like Bobby Lashley. We have Lacey Evans, Montez Ford, among others. So, Keith, really quickly before we end the show and give our, you know, our wrestlers of the week, uh, just give us a little bit of your thoughts on this uh, 2020 Veterans Day week. Well, I mean, to me, it was a good week to remember, uh, you know, and, and, and thank, you know, your friends and family who have served. Um, my father-in-law, Vietnam, feeling the effects from COPD to this day based on you know, his time there. Uh, my grandfather uh, was involved with Normandy. So and, you know, always had stories about that. And the Navy saved his life, is what he always told me. And so, um, you know, the veterans I know, um, you know, they all have their stories, they all have their tales. And I just, I really appreciate them. They do the things that people either can't do or won't do. And there's, a, there's, and that's huge. So we thank them for their service. Uh, you got guys that you would never thought, like Randy Orton, uh, you know, and, and other guys that were. Um, in, in, you know, in the armed forces, Sergeant Slaughter, everybody not in the armed forces just played one on TV. Um, but man, I'll tell you what, you know, we can't thank them enough for serving the country for their sacrifice and then also giving us quality wrestling content. So to them, we say thank you. And actually my wrestler of the week, Jared, is going to be any, uh, professional wrestler who was a veteran. Um, even back in the day, Paul Bosch, uh, that Bruce Pitchard loves from Houston wrestling, that guy had so many awards from his time in World War II. Um, so, some crazy, crazy accolades. So I just really appreciate everything they've done. Yeah, that's great, Keith, uh, that, that you did that for your wrestler of the weekend. Uh, again, thank you to those superstars. I want to give a couple of thanks to uh, some, uh, some people in my family who have served over the years. Uh, my great-grandfather, Hollis Truett, he served in World War II. He's in the Air Force. Uh, technically, it wasn't the Air Force then. It was, uh, I believe, in the, the Army uh, pilot uh, people and whatnot, uh, but technically in the Air Force, um, both my grandfathers, uh, Richard Watson and Larry Hardesty, fought uh, and served. And uh, my cousin uh, Brett, uh, Brett Truitt, he is currently in the Army. Uh, you know, he's he's been over to Afghanistan and whatnot as well. But uh, all the veterans, all the people who are currently serving, thank you so much for all that you do for the country. We wouldn't be here without you guys. Uh, so thank you so much for that and to close it out my rest of the week uh again all the veterans obviously uh and you know who have served in, and, and done their part in wwe and other wrestling and whatnot uh I'm, i was just going to give a quick shout out to darby allen again because uh getting a first major title push uh in AEW, winning the title over cody the main guy in AEW, uh it's pretty awesome so darby allen you're my pick for wrestler of the week and jared before we go i got one more thing for you brother and that is, you know, I'm always full of surprises, so I got one more thing for you. And uh, that is, when we started this show, you were just, you know, 
the straight guy, the journalist, you know, straightforward, give us the questions. But man, I'm really impressed with you. Uh, how every time there is a hot take, a debate, um, somebody coming, you know, after AEW, you jump right into the fire. You have no fear. You always say what's on your mind and you are down and always doing some cowboy shit. So I want to do something for you. I'm the wrestling encyclopedia. I'm the three-time Indian leg wrestling champion. Cam is the Floridian villain. In the spirit of Bob Orton and Bill Watts and James Storm and your boy, Hangman Adam Page, I christen you, my friend, Cowboy Jared Watson. Hey, all right. All right. I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you, Keith. I appreciate that. I'm glad that I can be called something, have a nickname uh, for our show. You know, obviously you said you're the wrestling encyclopedia, three-time Indian leg wrestling champion, Camps Floridian villain. Of course, he's the perfect heel. Uh, I appreciate that, Keith, because, you know, a lot. If, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I have a picture of me in my cowboy hat. I'm a Southern boy at heart. Uh, that's why I like Hangman Page so much. So thanks for that, Keith. I appreciate it. From now on, it'll be Cowboy Jared Watson on the show. Uh, so, Tag Gang, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mixed Tag. If you like what you heard, you can share us all over social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can follow us there as well. You know Keith's running the Twitter. And you know maybe Nate the Great will have something to say as well. Uh, and maybe Rocky. We haven't heard Rocky this episode. It's a shock and a surprise. Maybe we he didn't like AEW as much as we did because uh didn't say much this episode. But uh, anyway, Tag Gang, thank you so much for listening from the Wrestling Encyclopedia and the three-time, three-time, three-time Indian Leg Wrestling Champion, Mr. Keith White. I'm the Cowboy, Jared Watson, and we are out. 